Welcome to the True North Podcast. This podcast is about navigating through today's culture in the direction that lands at the heart of God. Let's go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just feel him so strong. Shadron, I'm going to call it audible. I know I already had those verses in there, but I feel the Lord directing us to go to John chapter 6. The notes are gone, and we're just going to we're just going to follow the Ruach of God this morning. So just bear with me. But John chapter 6, verse 35, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. Somebody say bread of life. I am the living God, the bread of life. Come every day to me and you will never be hungry. Come every day to me. Every day. Didn't just say Sundays. Didn't just say Wednesdays. Didn't just say on focus nights or didn't just say when we're fasting and praying. Didn't just say when times are tough or when times are great. It said, Jesus said, come every day to me and you will never be hungry. Believe in me and you will never be thirsty. Verse 36, yet I told you that even though you've seen me, you still don't believe in me. But everyone my father has given to me, they will come and all who come to me, I will embrace and will never turn them away. Verse 38 said, and I've come out of heaven, not for my own desires, but for the satisfaction of my father who sent me. My father who sent me has determined that I will not lose even one of those he has given to me and I will raise them up in the last day. I want to go back to verse 39 or verse 38. I have come out of heaven, not for my own desires. But I came out of heaven for the desires of Papa. Figure out how to formulate this. You are who God desires. He desired you so much that he sent his son. It's the most, it's the most well-known scripture of all. For God so what? Loved the world. You know who lives in the world? You and me. Why do we beat ourselves up when God so loved the world? How much did he love the world? He loved them so much that he sent his only son. He sent his only son. Jesus said that I came out of heaven. Verse 38, and I came out of heaven, not for my own desires, but for the satisfaction of my father. 
for the satisfaction. You ever been satisfied about something? You ever ate a good meal and you're, I'm satisfied. Don't need nothing else. I remember for my, for my birthday years ago, years ago, we went to this little, you keep that music playing. We, we went to this, we went to this, uh, oh, I, I just wanted to, I've told the story before. I've only told part of it. But uh, uh, I, I, one of my desires was I just wanted to walk around downtown Nashville. I want you know, I wanted, I wanted to, you know, be amongst the people. Be amongst, I didn't want to, you know, just, just want to do what the people do. When in Rome, do what the Romans do to a certain extent. And we're walking down and we roll up on this little shop and, you know, people are going in and it's pretty busy. So I walk in and the outside, it just looked like a, just a commercial building, regular commercial building. And on the inside, it was this hipster dive where it's just all these hipsters. I mean, big bully beers, you know, tatted up, uh, trucker hats, uh, making, uh, making fajita nachos. And I'm talking about fajita nachos the size of an extra large pizza. And I'm like, oh, I look at my watches, I look at my phone, it's right at 12. I'm like, hey, this is the Lord. I look at them prices, I'm like, oh, that's the Lord too. Kelsey, we can afford them prices. I'm like, what you want? Because I already know what I want. I want that right there. And she said, well, you know, we'll share it. I said, okay, we'll share it. And long story short, it was so big that we couldn't finish it. We could not finish it. But I remember when I took my first bite, I was like, oh. This is so good. I got I to gotta get some more of this. Why is so good? I'm not going to put this. This is too good to put down. This is too good to let it get cold. This is too good that if I don't finish it, it's coming home with me. This is so good that it's going to go everywhere. And the rest of the time we're walking, I got that to go box. Just is right on my hip. Wallet's in my pocket, but the to go box is right on my hip. Ain't nobody getting this. This was too good. I was satisfied. I was so satisfied. You ever been satisfied in the Lord to the point that you spend time in his presence and you don't want you don't even want to turn the TV on after you're done. You don't you don't you don't you don't want to believe the opinions of of your peers. You don't want to believe the opinions or the rumors of people. You you, you don't even want to give them time or day. You don't even want to you don't even want to fall trapped to the illusions anymore. You just want to trust and believe. OK, Lord. Lord, this, this that I've experienced, this love, I, I'm going I'm I'm to put all my eggs in this basket and trust to know that you love me and you're going to provide for me. You love me and you're not going to let me fall. Have you ever been satisfied in the Lord? Not my desires, but for the satisfaction. Verse 40, for the longing of my father is that everyone who embraces the son and believes in him will experience eternal life and I will raise them up in the last day. When the Jews who were hostile to Jesus heard him say, I am the bread that come down from heaven, they immediately began to complain. How can he say these things about himself? We know him and we know his parents. Ain't that just like, ain't that just like our families, our friends? Ain't that just like us? Immediately when Jesus is like, I'm the bread of heaven, they're like, Boy, we know your mom and daddy. You ain't, you ain't no bread. You're the son of a carpenter. Leave it to man to always point out what man thinks you are. But God has so much bigger for you. God has so much bigger for you. And that's time somebody says, Miranda, ain't you? Ain't you doing it? No, I'm a, I'm a daughter of God. That's time somebody calls you. No, I'm, I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. That's not being prideful. That's being correct. That's being truthful. Because you are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. That is, that is how he sees you. That is how he sees you. 
They complain. Immediately they begin to complain. Verse 42, how can he say these things about himself? We know him. We know his parents. How dare he say, I've come down from heaven. Jesus responded, stop your grumbling. The only way people come to me is by the father who sent me. He pulls on their hearts to embrace me. And those who are drawn to me, I will certainly raise them up in the last day. Too many times we ignore that pulling that he does on our hearts. That drawing, that, that, and it's not a, it's not a, you're not, it's not going to be one of those where you just feel it, oh, the wind is stirring, oh, I feel, no, it's going to be that, hey, 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 why don't you spend time with me? One morning I was, I got up early, it was two weeks ago, I got up early for work, and I'm staring at myself in front of the mirror, I'm just like, trying to convince myself that, Lindsay, go do this, you got to go do it. You know, I, I started reading this book and then I immediately threw it away because I realized I have the spirit of God. I didn't need this particular book. But in this particular book, the author talks about, you know, you got you got to high five yourself in the morning. And I remember, you know, I, I, I you know, high five the mirror. So I high five the mirror and I'm like, man, that was stupid. <laughs> All this dust on the mirror, man, that don't do nothing. I still don't want to go to work. Like, so I high five again. That don't do nothing. I'm just staring at myself. I'm like, I'm, you know, critiquing myself. Like, Lindsay, I can't believe you just high fived the mirror. You big, what, what is your problem? And I, all of a sudden, I just felt this, hey, hey, go spend time with me. It's just like that, just clear as day. Clear as day, just that whisper, not super loud. It's pitch black outside. Everybody's asleep. The kids are asleep. Mom, dad's asleep. Kelsey's asleep. Hey, come spend time with me. And out of that, I said, okay. And I just, Walked off into an area of the house and just, and that's 30 minutes. He draws on us. And here's, here's the thing. Are you going to spend the rest of your life ignoring those draws or giving in to them? Are you going to spend the rest of your life being, allowing him to pull us? And it's said that he pulls us towards himself. He doesn't pull you towards danger. He's not pulling you towards a trap in order to teach you a lesson. That's what denomination loves to teach us. But guess what? Jesus said that our, his father pulls us towards him. Yes. He pulls us towards perfect love and perfect love casts out all fear. Amen. So as he's pulling you, he's pulling you. Why? Because he knows, hey, there's something in you. I can help. I can help you with that. Yes. You got some. Go- I can help you with that. Yes. I end all your salt or I end all your searching. Jesus continued. It has been written by the prophets. Verse 45. They will all be taught by God himself. If you are really listening to the father and learning directly from him, you will come to me. That's heavy. If you are listening directly to the father and learning directly from him, then you will come to him. If you can't go to the father, that means you're not listening to him. Doesn't mean that, uh, Lindsay, what are you saying? I'm not saying that he's going to, you know, you're listening to him and the fact that you don't come to him, you don't, it means you're not listening to him. Doesn't mean that he's going to bully you and all these and beat you down. No, no, no. If you are, if you're listening to him, you automatically will come to him. Why? Because you hear what he's saying and what he's saying is we've read in scripture before. He sings our names. The melodies he sings is filled with your name. As he draws you, you, you can hear how beloved you are. Oh, God, this, Lord, is that, you really feel that way about me? You can hear how forgiven you are, how redeemed you are, how not alone you really are, how powerful you really are. Thank you, Lord. 
It wasn't just a good line for us to say, I feel the power of the Lord. Every day we should be able to feel the power of the Lord. Why? Because we're the beloved of God. He's not withholding power from us. You know, I'm not saying that you're going to be like, you know, he man and be like, I feel the power. But in times of trouble, if you're listening to the Lord and if you're learning from him in times of trouble, you're not going to feel weak. But you because you're going to know that, hey, he's overcome all this. And if I'm hidden in him was he has achieved. I have achieved as he is in this world. So are we. So am I. Say, somebody say, so am, I. so am I. Look at verse 48. I am the bread of life. Verse 49. Your ancestors ate manna in the desert and died. But standing here before you is the true bread that comes out of heaven. And when you eat this bread, you will never die. Say, so I love how he references that. He says, your ancestors ate the manna that came from heaven. The ancestors were under a contractual covenant where they had to do. And they earned based off their performance. But he said, I'm the true bread. I'm putting an end to your performance. Why? Because guess what? As much as you perform, as much as you outperform, you can never by your performance jingle or Jimmy rig or convince God to love you more than what he loves you. Amen. He's going to provide for you, not because of your performance. He's going to provide for you because he's good. Amen. Thank you, Lord. He said, I'm the true bread. Yes. You will never die. Verse 51, I alone am this living bread that has come to you from heaven. Eat this bread and you will live forever. The living bread I give you is my body, which I will offer as a sacrifice so that all may live. Verse 52, these words of Jesus sparked an angry outburst among the Jews. They protested, saying, does this man expect us to eat his body? Jesus replied to them, listen to this eternal truth. Unless you eat the body of the son of man and drink his blood, you will you will not have eternal life. Eternal life comes to the one who eats my body and drinks my blood and I will raise him up in the last day for my body is real food. Somebody say real food. For your spirit and my blood is real drink. The one who eats my body and drinks my blood lives in me and I live in him. Verse, skip down to verse 59. Jesus preached this sermon in the synagogue in Capernaum. Verse 60. And when many of Jesus's followers heard these things, it caused a stir. That's disgusting. I can hear my kids say that. That's disgusting, they said. How could anybody accept it? How could anybody accept it? See, understand this. Jesus knew that these words were offending the religious Jews to eat the to eat flesh. That was uh, that was not kosher. Uh, it was a violation of the law. How much more so to eat human flesh? Drinking blood of any kind was also forbidden. The imagery it's it's similar to what we see in Ezekiel, who ate the scroll. But watch this. Without anyone telling him. Jesus knew they were outraged and told them, verse 61, are you offended over my teaching? What will you do when you see the Son of Man ascending into the realm from where he came? The Holy Spirit, verse 63, the Holy Spirit is the one who gives life. That which is of the natural realm is of no help. The words I speak to you are spirit and life, but there are still some of you who won't believe. Jesus said, the words I speak to you is spirit and life, but still there's going to be some of you that don't believe. In fact, Jesus already knew from the beginning who the skeptics were and who his traitor would be. He went on to say, this is why I told you that no one embraces me unless the father has given you to me. Verse 66. 
And so from that time on, many of the disciples turned their backs on Jesus and refused to be associated with him. Some translations say it was up to 70 to 70 followers left him after him talking about coming in to uh, communion with him, eating the eating the bread. He is the bread of life, eating of his flesh and drinking of his blood. It said it said up to 70 followers left him. And this is what I wanted to get to. Verse 67, after they left him, Jesus said to his 12, he turned around and said to his 12, and you, do you also want to leave? Watch this, verse 68. Somebody just puff your chest up real quick. Just puff it up. Verse 68, Peter said, he said, he spoke up and said, but Lord, where would we go? No one but you gives us the revelation of eternal life. I love that verse because some translations, it says this. Peter says he spoke up and said, but Lord, where else will we go? Only you have the words of eternal life. Only you have. This is the same man that walked on the water. This is the same man that denied Jesus Christ. This is the same man at the end of the day, despite all the ups and downs. Still, he had this understanding of there is nobody else that can produce life. There is nobody else that can sustain my life. There is nobody else that can uphold me. One of my favorite songs by wine is uphold me when you're right, spirit. Whatever you do, Lord, don't take your joy from me. Peter realized, Lord, where else will we go? It gets it gets better. Somebody say it gets better. Listen to the mirror translation, what it says in verse 68. Simon Peter said, Lord, who is there to go back to? See, in order to understand that Jesus is the end all be all, you have to you have to identify that your past as great as the good old days are. They weren't all that great. You have to realize as much as the good old days was, Jesus is better. Amen. As much as it was yesterday, today is going to be better. Amen. So much better is your way. Jesus is better. Verse 68, Simon Peter said, Lord, who is there to go back to? Watch this. Which mirror should we gaze into? Your words resonate the life of the ages. Whoo, I'm gonna read that again. Verse 68, Simon Peter said, Lord, who is there to go back to? Because which mirror should we gaze into? Peter recognized that Jesus, you are our mirror. We're supposed to be able to look at you and see who we were created to be. Why do you think he was able to redeem us? You can't take a broke mirror and fix a broke mirror. That's right. I don't know if you didn't know that, but you can't. You can't take a dirty rag and clean a car spotless. The rag's got to start off being clean. Ah, then you apply the product and then you apply the pressure. Jesus is our mirror. So I'm able to look at Jesus and say, okay, Jesus is fully confident in his relationship in the Father. Okay, I need to be fully confident knowing that, okay, God's got my back. It may not feel like it. People may leave. I may not have, I may not have 12 friends or three friends, but still, if, if God's got me, if God is for me, what does the scripture say? Who else can be against me? If the God of angel armies is by my side, hey, it don't matter what rumor stirs up. It doesn't matter what fist may fly. It doesn't matter what tire blows out. It doesn't matter what bill collector calls. It doesn't matter what rumor is said. It doesn't matter who who dodges you when you see them in the store. At the end of the day, who else has the words of eternal life? Nobody. Nobody but Jesus. Nobody but Jesus. 
That's why we sang that song. I didn't know why we sung it. It just come out of my spirit, but I see why. It's all forming together. You're all I want. You're all I need. And then you get to the, then you get to the really, the, the squeezing of the, of the sponge. Come wind, come rain. I won't be afraid. Jesus saying, Peter, are, are you guys going to go to? No, no, no. Come wind, come rain. Who else has the words of eternal life? Which, what, there's no other mirror I can gaze into. It fits this brokenness. It fits this hesitation, fits the, uh, the anxiety, fits the depression, fits the insecurity, fits the nervousness, fits the illusions. Jesus. There's no other mirror I can gaze into that shows me who I'm supposed to be. That shows me what my life is supposed to look like. That shows me how I'm supposed to. Did, did you know you can look at Jesus and see how you're supposed to live your life? He's the standard. He's the standard. He's the son of God. What we say about the Ohio State University, Jesus is the Messiah. He is the Yahweh. That means your way doesn't count. It's either your way or Yahweh. Which one will we decide? Verse 69 in the mirror translation, just it, it continues in the same thought. It says, we believe. Somebody say, we believe. we believe. Peter said, we believe and know without a doubt that you are the Messiah, the Christ, the son of the living God. Where is there to go back to? Where is there to go back to? I encourage you this week. Just sing that song. Sing it as you're driving down the road. You're all I want. And when you get to, when you get to, if you don't remember anything else, remember this next part. Oh, this is Lindsay's favorite part. Come wind, come rain. Not because I love the wind and the rain. I deliver the mail. We don't like the wind and we don't like the rain. I hate the snow. I hate the snow. Don't like the rain, but I hate the snow. I used to love the snow until I got this job. And now I'm just like, I'm praying. Like, it's been summer, and the only thing I can think about is winter's coming. <laughs> winter's coming. That's my number one thought. Like, I think about that, and it's in the top four thoughts. You know, so it's, it's, it's went above bacon, and that's saying something. Bacon's in a, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but when you sing that song this week, know that, okay, well, I get to this next, but this is Lin Lindsay's favorite part. Not because I love singing about the wind and rain, but because that sometimes I have to force my flesh. I have to crucify my flesh and declare that no matter what happens, I'm not going to change my stance of, Jesus, you're all I want. No matter, no matter what comes my way, I'm not moving. I'm not loosening my firm persuasion. I'm not loosening my grip on the promises of God. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not removing myself from it. I'm not, the, 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 the thing I was brought up on was Jesus. And I'm not moving away from it. He is the cornerstone of my life. I don't know about you, but he is the cornerstone of my life. He is the very foundation of my life. How I, how, I, how I love my children, it's based off of how he loves me. How I love my wife is based off of how he loves me. How I try to honor my parents is based off how he loves me. How I work at work is based off of he is faithful to me, so therefore I need to be faithful and give my best while I'm at work. Amen. How I friend people is based off of he is the friend that sits closest to a brother. And like, and when you're a friend, I will, I will bug you and joke you and ride you and love you. Why? Because I just can't help but be around you. 
Why? Because he can't help but be around us. That's what I do to friends. Miranda come in earlier this morning. First thing, I, I, even, I just, hey. Why? Because I just had so much excitement. I couldn't, that's how it just came out. <laughs> you know who else does that? Our oldest son, Kellen. Kellen does it. He, he, with me, I, if he does with y'all, I'm sorry to just know it, it means he loves you. But even yesterday, I come home for work, Cohen, yeah, hands up, running to me. Keenan, Keenan's my lover. He comes and hugs me, wraps his uh, feet around me like a koala bear. Kellen, not Kellen. Ah, daddy, tackles me to the floor. And Kelsey's like, Kellen. I'm like, let's go, buddy, let's go. <laughs> But they realize that there's nowhere else that they can find love like their father has for them. Therefore, watch this. Therefore, they have no reason to search anywhere else. And if and if a counter comes, they'll recognize it. Hey, this is great, but you don't know my daddy. Kenan said at one time in a conversation at Montessori, they were talking about something far fetched. And Kenan said, yeah, but my daddy loves me. Because at the end, it was funny and it was cute, but at the end of the day, he realizes, this four-year-old realizes that, hey, that's cool, but what I got trumps all that, which is my daddy loves me. Hey, daddy, I want some Pop-Tart Bites. Well, he knows he can ask his daddy for Pop-Tart Bites because his daddy loves him. He understands that no matter what's going on, the, f- the love of his father trumps everything else in the world. The love of our father, if we truly let it marinate, We'll realize, okay, this trumps everything. Not saying that we, we just sit back and just be hippies and, oh, the love of God. You know, yeah. you know, no. One of the hardest lessons I'm still having to learn, but I remember back when we was living in Bristol. And uh, we was wanting to move to uh, a different house just because the house we was living in was too small. And the landlord was just, he, you know, all that. And, uh, and you know, we... we um, one of the one of the lessons that I remember Pastor Craig teaching us in Bible college is never um, never move off an of impulse, never move off a carnal impulse, but pray and trust the Lord, trust the Lord, pray and trust the Lord, and wait on the Lord. So I remember we had this house pop up, and uh, we knew somebody that was related to the owner of it that was going to rent it out, and it really wasn't in our price bracket, but you know I was going to try to make it work. And I just didn't have peace about it. And I remember, you know, um, they needed a decision. We even, like, filled out the application, paid the $100 and all that. And um, they, uh, they needed a decision on if we was, you know, going to rent it or not. I remember telling Kelsey, I'm like, here, just, just give me a little bit. And I'm sitting in the office at the church. And I just get up. And I'm, I'm praying. I'm trying to pray. And I can't because I'm so focused on this one issue. I just happen to stare out the window. And I'm just staring at this parking lot. And I watched this leaf blow across the parking lot. And normally I don't pay attention. It's a, it's a brown leaf just blowing, doing what leaves do. <laughs> but in that, I heard, I heard the Lord say, Lindsay, I need you to be like the leaves. And he said, Lindsay, the leaves, they are subjected to the wind. If the wind blows them this way, they're going to go this way. The wind blows them that way, they're, and they're not going to fuss. They're not going to complain. But also, wherever they land, they're going to stay there until the wind blows them into another direction, until the wind takes them into another spot. Lindsay, I need you to rely on me to the point that wherever, uh, when you move, it's because I moved you. And when you stay, it's because I've put you there, and I'm not pushing you any other direction in the moment. 
And I'm like, okay. And years later, I'm still having to learn that lesson of, okay, Lord, I, I, I want to, you're, okay, you're not, you're not blowing me in that direction yet. Okay, we're just going to stay right here. One of the things that made David so great was the wind stirred and he was announced to be king. But at the same time, he went back to doing the last thing that he heard the Lord tell him to do, which was take care of the sheep, tend the flock, honor the words of your father, which was, hey, this is your job. Do this. Could you imagine being king and going back to watching the sheep, defending the lions or defending from the lions, tigers and bears with a stick? Not this, brother. Not this, brother. But that's what made him so great was he, he knew, okay, yes, this is, this, yes, my future is going to be heading in that direction. But at the same time, the last thing I heard the Lord say was this. So I'm going to stay right there until he tells me to move. Come wind and come rain. Can you trust God enough that, okay, I'm not going to move positions until you tell me to. I'm not going to make any hasty decisions until you tell me to. Why? Because he's, he knows all things. He knows the right timing. He knows the right timing for you. He knows the right timing for you, for all things, not just physical, but also spiritual. But also he knows there's, it, it, with our bodies, our bodies are so complex, things take time. You know, there's this, there's this study, and it's, a bit, it's been applied to worship, and I, I've, I've talked to a couple of y'all about it, but when it comes to uh, for the most part, when it comes to picking worship songs, I like to do the five stages of the heart because science has proved that our hearts cannot handle super deep information or announcements. In a, in a, it takes stages for us to enable to receive that type of information. Otherwise, we could collapse. You know, where you see sometimes, you know, you see in the movies or shows or we've even known people in real life, you know, the doctor comes in, you got cancer. And it just, you know, they, they don't handle it well. They have a nervous breakdown or, you know, or some kind of bad news. You know, that's why the doctor's always like, are you sitting down? You know, for, okay, first stage, you know, and it's always a stage, it's stages and stages, and then they lead up to the bad news. But, you know, they've applied this to worship music. You know, we can't handle the glory of the Lord sweeping in this room. We can't handle that coming. As soon as we come in, I can't be like, everybody lift your hands. I feel the glory. It takes time for us to process this. Amen. So, you know, the five stages of, of worship, the five stages of the heart, you know, you having, uh, you have, uh, what is it, interaction or invitation. There we go. Invitation, then declaration, then response, and then encounter. And by the time you get to the encounter part, we're able to say, I feel the glory of the Lord. But we first start off with the invitation. Everybody, come on. Come on. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. You know, we're inviting you to let the praises rise. We're not just singing songs. But there's a, there's a, there's a method to this. We're trying to get you to let that glory rise up. We're trying to get you to let, okay, if you fall on the way here, if you was bitter on the way here, if you didn't want to be here, we're trying to let you shelf all that and invite you into, let the glory of, well, you swallow that, rise among us. And, then we're, and now that we've invited you into it, now let's declare how good he is. Great are you, Lord. Or, you know, now let's, re, now let's respond to his greatness, you know, to worship you, I live, I live, I live to worship you. Now that we've now that we declared it and now that we responded to it, now we can rest in what comes next. Man, what is that I feel? Oh, that's the glory of the Lord. I feel the glory of the Lord. I, man, I, it's sweeping in this room. 
And out of that, oh man, Jesus, you're all I want. Come win and come reign. There's a method to it. It's not just randomness. God is a God of order. But you won't know that unless you're submitting to him. You won't know that unless you're taking a seat and saying, okay, Lord, what is the order of things? What's your order of things? Okay, I, 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 I want to I learn that. I want to be like Peter and, and realize there's nowhere else we can go. Amen. There's nowhere else we can go. There's no one else we can listen to. There's no other mirror that we can gaze into and see how we're supposed to live, see how we're supposed to look like, see how we're supposed to sound like. No other mirror. Lord, who is there to go back to? Which mirror should we gaze into? Your words resonate the life of the ages. The life of the ages. You know what the life of the ages mean? It means all of life. His words resonate. In fact, Hebrews 1 says that he is the very thing that holds the molecules together. The seat that we're sitting on, the, down to the very quantum realm that we can't understand or visibly see. I feel like a Marvel nerd right then. But the very molecules. He is the very molecules that hold it together. The very molecules, the fibers that go within gasoline that cause the car to run. We can thank him for that. The thing that tells your heart to pump the right amount of blood cells, red blood cells and white blood cells. We can thank him for that. Why? Because in him we live, we move, we have our being. Amen. Amen. Come wind, come rain. Come wind, come rain. And guess what? Today's forecast is rain. Yesterday's forecast wasn't supposed to be rain, but it rained. But come wind, come rain. Even, and, and this is where you have to get personal in your prayer life. Come new job or loss of job. Still, you're all I want. I won't be afraid. Come, you know, people in my life or people leaving my life. I won't be afraid. And really, if we brought that down, you won't be afraid to do what? I won't be afraid to still trust you. I won't be afraid to still keep my confidence in you. Yeah. Come hitting the lotto or your bank account in the negative. Amen. I won't be afraid to still trust you. Amen. Come having children or not having children. I won't be afraid to still trust you. Come the right person in my life or me remaining single for the next you know, few months or, or, or a couple years. I won't be afraid to trust you. Hallelujah. Come keep working the same job or getting to retire. I will not be afraid to trust you. Come wind, come rain, church. Will we trust him? Will you trust him? Will you, when you get up in the morning, will you give him, Lord, thank you so much for the breath of my body? And when we say when you wake up in the morning to do that, we're not saying that you got to turn on the altar music and, oh, hallelujah. If you want to do that, you can. Just being honest, mentally, I'm not there. So when I wake up in the morning, I, it's enough for me to say, Jesus, thank you. I just have to repeat those lines until finally I'm able to move past my flesh. And then I'm like, Lord, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Jesus, thank you. And sometimes I'll walk around the bathroom. Lord, thank you, Jesus. Jesus, thank you. Hand in my pajama pocket. Thank you, Jesus. Looking at the mirror. Crusty's a mile. Lord, thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Why? Because I know my words have life and I don't want to create a world that I don't want to exist in. I don't want to wake up and say, oh, I got to do this job. Oh, why do I have this? Why do I have that? Oh, my kids. Da, da, da. And then create a world that I don't want to live in. Because guess what? Your words create worlds. Your words have power. So therefore, if I'm like, OK, if I if I have to say something, let me create a world that I want to exist in. OK, Lord, thank you so much for today. Lord, thank you for my kids. Lord, thank you for my wife. Lord, thank you for the food in the fridge. Thank you for I mean, I go down the list until next, you know, that gratefulness starts to bubble up. And then I'm just like, Lord, ah, thank you, Jesus. And I just get real still. And I'm like, Lord, that's you. You've been here all this time. And to the point I get to where I don't want to come out of it. And I look at my clock and I'm like, man, I got to go to work. And then I and then guess what? The Lord reminds me, Lindsay, you don't have to move from this. You can move with it. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's right. Like a little kid. Lord, come with me. And I say those words. Lord, come. Holy Spirit, come with me. All right, Lord. Yesterday, Lord, I'm about to go deliver the mail. Come with me. Help me deliver this mail. Lord, help me put these packages on this, on this, at these houses. Lord, keep them dogs away from me. And I, I know the specific numbers. I call them out. Lord, let da 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 Beach Bluff Road, da 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 Don't let them come at me, Lord. Angels guard me because I, I keep forgetting to get dog treats. So I'm like, Lord, right now, Lord, you know, yes, I forgot to get dog treats again. So angels, thank you for favor. And sure enough. Sure, I've watched, I can tell you countless stories. I've watched the dogs come out, big Rottweilers come running and all of a sudden felt like, it looked like something jerked them. And they pull back. And me, I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. And I promise you, if that homeowner look at their ring light, they see this chocolate brother just, Jesus. Put that package and keep on going. I'm like, Lord, you did it again. You did it again. And somebody be like, Lindsay, he didn't do that. He did do that. Why he did that? Because he loves me and he wants to protect me. Yes. If he's willing to take care of that minute detail, why are we not giving him our full lives? Amen. Why are we not giving him our full list of the things that worry us and, and concern us? Why are we not? Got to tell you one more story, then I promise we're done. This morning, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm watching Kelly and Kenyon eat their breakfast. Cohen hasn't woke up yet. And I'm trying to look over the notes that I didn't preach this morning because the Lord led us a different direction. I'm looking over the notes, and I just stop, and I look at them. And they're just chewing. They're not chewing eloquently. They're just, <sighs> you know, the stuff that gets on society's nerves. But as their dad, I'm just, Kellen looks up at me. And I'm, here I am. Just look, and I just, just look at, and he stops chewing. Then he looks over, then looks back to see if I'm still, I'm just smiling at him. <sighs> he takes that deep breath, and he, he, he took that deep breath, and I realized he was resting in the fact that he realized, man, my daddy loves me, and all of a sudden he took that deep breath and just, <sighs> I was like, whoa. So then I did it to Keenan. I looked at Keenan just smiling. He's chewing. All of a sudden he... He realizes what's going on. <sighs> I said, do you feel good? He said, yeah. I said, wow. I said, you're able to rest just the fact that you look at your father's face and realize that your father loved you. You rested in that. That's why we say, I seek your face. I need your presence. I seek your face because I want this, this stuff that I have grumbling on the inside of me. 
I needed to subside. I need to rest in that, Lord. I can't rest in, I can't rest in reading a thousand scriptures a day and missing the mark. I can't rest in praying five hours and missing the mark. I can't rest in all these different things that I try to perform on top of performance, on top of performance, but I can rest in seeing your face. And how do I see your face? I gave you the time of the day. I trust in you. I say, okay, Lord, I trust you. I give you the 30 seconds or a minute, whatever it takes to calm my mind and say, okay, Lord, remind me that you're good. Show me your goodness. Remind me what you delivered me from. I promise if you say that prayer, man, you go and you really let him do it. You're going to be teared up. Tissue boxed up because he's going he gonna to remind you just one thing. You're going to be like, oh, Jesus, you did it. You brought me out of it. You're going to be singing, you made a way. I can see it now. Dre, I'm random. Even Dre. Yeah, I can see Dre singing that word. Be like, you made a way. Yes. Just quietly because, you know, she's, you know. You made a way. The kids, Miss Dre, what are you doing? I'm praising Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> wow what an honor to be caught worshiping Jesus what an honor to be caught praising Jesus what an honor to be caught trusting Jesus and in that moment Peter was caught because Jesus asked him a question on the spot in front of everybody and Peter was caught what was he caught doing he was caught declaring his faith and trust that there is no one else that can do what you do Lord you ever been put on the spot somebody asked you a question you're like uh and in that scripture, Peter wasn't, uh, 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 where did you go? Where did, no. Peter, you going to leave me too? You guys going to leave me too? And Peter says, right out. Didn't even hesitate. There's nowhere else we can go because only you give the words of eternal life. Amen. What an honor to be caught trusting in Jesus. Church, I encourage you, get caught trusting in Jesus. Yes. People say, what's new in your life? Ah, oh, man, I'm trusting in the Lord. When the enemy comes in like a flood, I'm trusting in Jesus. When things don't look like they're changing, trust in Jesus. Amen. Amen. Come wind, come rain. I will not be a what? I will not be afraid to trust in you.